Welcome to another edition of the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Erin Summers. We are in game week. New Orleans is playing Green Bay in Jacksonville on Sunday, and I'm joined by NFL Network Stacey Dale. She will be there on site in Jacksonville covering the game. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing her reports. Stacey, what's it going to be like to get back out there on a football field? Well, Aaron and the entire Saints organization, I want to thank you guys for asking me. When I get asked to come on your podcast, I am super pumped. I love the Houdat Nation. I've been in the NFL for a long time, and it never ceases to amaze me, the fan base that is going through a tumultuous time right now. I I just think so much of the community in New Orleans. I can't start football chatter without telling you guys how much you're in my thoughts. I know everybody's kind of displaced right now, but... This community is an amazing community. Louisiana is an amazing state. And I just pray for for the folks there. I'm hopeful that things will improve, but it is challenging. And this is a franchise that continues to go through those challenges. I have nothing but respect. Um, But we have football ahead of us. And I think (laughs) that galvanizes, right? That galvanizes people in a unique way. Definitely. And you'll be there attending the game. I've heard you on some of the pressers ahead of time, the availabilities with coach. What are some of the storylines that you're following heading into this one? Oh my goodness. What a game to kick off for both teams, right? They saw each other early last year in week three, I believe it was in new Orleans, green Bay, getting mm-hmm. the better of the saints. Um, but it's just every diff- year is different in the national football league. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see uh, clearly the number one scoring offense in football with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers travel to Jacksonville um, and, and play in this heat against a really interesting team in the Saints. I think it's a team that um, I never count out just because of coaching. I, there's a Hall of Fame coach representing this squad each and every year in Sean Payton and Dennis Allen, his defensive coordinator, and Pete Carmichael, the OC. I have, uh, you know, just so much fun covering this team from year to year because of the excellence with which the standard is set. And the standard is consistent playoff teams. And all of a sudden now you have a turnover in roster, right? The defense looks a little bit different when you guys, when, you know, when you have players like Janoris Jenkins gone and Trey Hendrickson gone and some injuries up front with the, the, these defensive tackles. But I have faith that Sean Payton will have these guys ready and his quarterback in Jameis Winston. I think this storyline is intriguing in so many aspects, Aaron, because Jameis is so talented. And, you know, seven years later in this league with, you know, the decision-making we've seen in in Tampa and and now to become a New Orleans Saint a season ago and learn from Drew Brees and for a franchise to now look at their two-decade future first ballot Hall of Famer Brees to be gone and Jameis take over, it's a unique opportunity for the young man. And I, I'm really excited because I, I think he's in a different headspace. And I think he couldn't be working with a better coach, as I just alluded to, in Sean Payton. He's a guru of quarterbacks. We throw that term around all the time. But if there's anybody that can teach Jameis how to make great decisions, it's Sean Payton. And Coach Payton knows how to utilize the talent that he has. What are you expecting to see from this offense that might be different from what we saw under Payton with Drew Brees as the quarterback? 
Yeah, great question. You know, it's been so well chronicled, Aaron, that in the past, you know, couple years, in people call it the decline. I don't call it the decline of Drew Brees. I don't think a player that takes his team to Super Bowls and, and playoff runs consistently is in decline. Um, but the game changed. And we saw a lot of uh, more of a short game with Drew Brees in the past couple of years. And, it, it, you know, I always look at our fantastic stats that we get at NFL Network and Next Gen had the Saints with the second fewest air pass yards uh, per attempt, just around six to seven. We made a lot of that in the media. I think Sean Payton would just say hey, to heck with that stuff. Uh, but it was a short game. I think we're going to see him unleash. Jameis Winston down the field, even if it's, you know, whether they're deep routes, post routes, crossing routes, I think we're going to see an extended version of this offense. And I'm excited about that. And what I think enables Jameis to do that with the coaching of Sean Payton, who always puts quarterbacks, he can take any quarterback, whether it's Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston or Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Brees, and put them in the best positions possible. But when you have an offensive line, that is one of the top five offensive lines in football. You have so much to be excited about with your bookends in Armstead and, and, and Ramchak. Um, and then in, in the middle to boot, just so talented uh, one through five of those guys, Jameis Winston is a true pocket passer. And when you have an offensive line, the, in this terms of the state of what the, the saints have, you can do a lot of fun things, not to mention a guy named Elvin Kamara. Yeah, you've said that there's been some turnover from last year's team to this year's team. Mentioned a few names. Who are some of the guys that we might not have seen a lot of that have stood out to you that you're looking forward to seeing play on Sunday? Well, Cal this Callaway kid, now entering his second yeah. season at receiver, this, this kid can be really special, Aaron. I, I call him a kid, but I, I think he's going to need to be a man because – when you don't have Michael Thomas to start for, for those five games and then obviously plus the bye, so the six games on PUP with the ankle surgery this offseason, you better step up. I think Traquan Smith um, needs to play well. Uh, Troutman, the tight end, needs to play well. And I think Elvin Kamara is going to get what we saw last year, and that's used in every facet of the game imaginable. I'll never forget um, asking Coach Payton about you know, the intelligence of Elvin Kamara. And, and, and um, I, I find it fascinating that um, Marshall Falk is a guy that, you know, so many years ago, Sean Payton coached um, all the way, you know, back to their Aztec days. And I, I think like college days. And I think when you can compare somebody to Marshall Falk, who I've had the pleasure of working with and learning the game from, to say that he this this young man is equally as intelligent as a player as Marshall Falk, the Hall of Famer from San Diego State. It's pretty cool to hear that kind of reverence for Elvin Kamara, and he deserves it. And what I always learn in this league is what does the opposing team say about the player? So when I had Saints games last year, and I had several of them, mm -hmm. thankfully, um, when I talk to the opposing defensive coordinators and the, the opposing players, and when I get terms like nightmare, you don't want to get in a boxing ring with this, this guy. I mean, that is true stuff. And so Elvin Kamara is sensational. I mean, he led the league in scrimmage touchdowns a season ago with 21. I think he's going to be right up there again. And I think that uh, Sean Payton knows how to put him in the best places possible.
everybody's looking forward to seeing him get on the field since we didn't see him in any of the preseason games. Right. It's definitely going to be fun to watch and, and see what he does this season. Kind of thinking bigger picture here. The NFL kicks off on Thursday with the defending champs, Tampa Bay taking on the Cowboys. What are you expecting from the, the big picture here in the NFL? Who are the teams we have to watch out for? Oh my goodness. The teams we always have to watch out for, right? I mean, Tom Brady gets everybody back. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, NFC South, right? You, you've kind of now got to go through Tom Brady. You know, the good news is there's seven teams into the playoffs, uh, which started a season ago. But yeah, I, to have that defense come back, to have that offense come back, to have every starter back is huge. I, I, I look at notoriously the teams around the league that are, are good on the AFC side. I think the Chiefs and the Bills are are just smashing, right? Like those two teams with those two quarterbacks and in uh, Josh Allen and of course, Patrick Mahomes are special. And then I can't forget about Baker Mayfield, who's going to see the Chiefs to start this year. So we're going to talk about the Cowboys and we're going to talk about the Bucks to kick off our season, right, Aaron, on Thursday night football. Um, but there's a lot of great games. I mean, I got a list in front of me. There's so many awesome games. How about the Seahawks going to play the Colts? And Russell Wilson, who was on track to be the MVP last year, right? I, I, I don't know if I sound a little passionate or overwhelmingly excited, but I am. <laughs> but uh, how can I not be for me when I get to go to Jacksonville and cover these two teams? And, you know, you mentioned, by the way, some of these Saints players that we haven't seen. I cannot wait to see this Paulson Adebo, um, mm-hmm. the cornerback that, you know, shoot, Marshawn Lattimore needs help. Ken Crawley needs help. And the team didn't keep a whole lot of cornerbacks. I know Des Trufant's back on the roster or with this team or is going to be with this team, presumably here. But um, with Jack Rabbit gone, this this rookie is going to be called on a lot. So it'll be fun to watch that in the secondary. Yeah, that was an area that Coach Payton really emphasized needing to find somebody else to bring in there. And there wasn't a lot of movement in that area. So we'll Mm -hmm. see if if these guys that are on the roster – can kind of step up and, and handle that position, especially having to face uh, Aaron Rodgers and how good he is in yeah. his past game. Oh my goodness, Aaron Rodgers. And, and this is scary, right? Like I was at their Packers training camp a couple of weeks ago, Aaron, and um, just getting a chance to watch after all the drama, right? You heard, you knew all mm-hmm. about it. Uh, was he going to come back? Was he not? Well, watching him, there's just no drop off. I mean, the guy's now what 17 years into the league and, his command, his demand of his offensive line, his receivers, his running backs, they're so talented. This is going to be a challenge for, you know, Dennis Allen and a defense that like, we can't forget. I think we talk so much about the saints offensively. We forget how good they've been defensively. Mm -hmm. Like I told you about these stats I get from our research department. When I go back and look at the saints last year, defensively, the fourth best total defense, the fifth best scoring defense, fourth, in rushing fifth in passing. I mean, I've got it right in front of me. They were top 10 metrics in almost every category defensively. And now of course, you know, you start the season without, um, on Yamada who's on suspension, you've got injuries, um, to, to this defensive front. And so you're going to call upon somebody like Malcolm Roach, you know, who was undrafted last year, got to step up. I love these edge rushers. You know, give me some Davenport, give me some Cam Jordan, but how does the internal part of that line function against a team like Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers to start? Another aspect of this game that's 
different is the fact that it was supposed to be in New Orleans and now it's in Jacksonville. And have you ever faced that situation where you thought you're going to be playing somewhere and have had to move or, or dealt with a team that's gone through that? And, and how do, is that handled? You know, it's remarkable what the Saints have been through over the years. I, I think it's unmistakable the resiliency of this football franchise, maybe more than any franchise in the NFL. Um, I think because they're so tried and tested with it. You know, as a journalist now 13 years into the NFL, Aaron, I, I've never had to, you know, I'm, I just go to the games. So I'm going to Jacksonville, right? But after what we went through with the pandemic last year and the challenges there and Sean Payton in the off season going through COVID and all these teams going through COVID and, and, and they're still going through those COVID elements with the testing and the vaccinated and unvaccinated. Now they've got to go to Dallas. They've got to train. They've got to live out of suitcases. They've got to travel to Jacksonville and pretend that Dallas is their home and come back to Dallas. This is immeasurable adversity that a team needs to go through. If there's a team that can handle it though, it is the New Orleans Saints. I say that with every fiber of my being. I believe these moments bring the Saints even closer together. I think Sean Payton loves challenges and certainly wouldn't like to be in a challenge like this. Who would? But when you have leadership like Mickey Loomis and the Benson family and Sean Payton and the consistency with which they win and overcome adversity, you're in good hands. And I think these players adhere to that. And I think I expect them to come out with no drop off on Sunday, but with some tests because they're going to face a really good football team in Green Bay, uh, which will be a road team, a road game for both teams. We're definitely looking forward to you bringing some good luck to the team since you'll be there covering <laughs> everything from all angles. What exactly is your role going to be on game day? And what can we look forward to? Mm-hmm. Well, it's something that I didn't get to do for the first time in my career, Aaron, last year, stand on the field and tell you reports and stories. So, yeah. yeah. So we were stuck in these weird, you know, cavities of every stadium last year. And it was, uh, it was challenging. I say that with great restraint because it, it doesn't really compare to the challenges people go through um, in the world today, but we made it through last season. This year, I get to stand on the field at, you know, TIAA Bank Stadium, Bank Field, and talk about the Green Bay Packers and the New Orleans Saints. And so what I do all week is I'll be on every Zoom with you, my friend, and I'll be gathering um, desperately because I love this league and I love the stories that go with it. Um, I think it ramps up for me every year and I get more invested and I love it more because of the relationships that I really build along the way. But also I get to cover teams like this. I get to cover these men and their stories and their journeys. And so I'll give you everything I have starting on Sunday and beyond this year. And uh, I I tell the Houdat Nation, I love you guys because I really do. I mean, the fan bases in this league are just incredible. And there's nothing short of incredible in this fan base. I absolutely appreciate the time and your affinity for the New Orleans Saints. (laughs) I know the fans have appreciated it as well. I can't hide it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have one story, something that stands out from your coverage of the Saints specifically? I feel like I'm a broken record every time a quarterback gets hurt and another quarterback has to step in and the team wins. 
I think that's the last few years, particularly Aaron, just, you know, with Teddy Bridgewater goes basically along with a perfect record as the starter a couple of years ago. And then Taysom Hill comes in, goes nearly perfect last year when Drew goes down. I think that story for me is, is huge. And then I think it's just the defense and how good the defense is under Dennis Allen. He shows such disguise and he brings pressure from so many different places. And I love the way he uses his safeties and a guy like Malcolm Jenkins, who has been in this league for so long, but seems to get better and better and better. And I think it's because the scheme fits him so well, especially in New Orleans. Um, so those are some stories that stand out for me. Um, the Packers are, are so nostalgic. Aaron Rodgers is a future first ballot Hall of Famer. And, you know, Jameis Winston has an opportunity. And so for me, those stories right now heading into this, but historically, there's never really a shortage of stories with the Saints. And I think the overriding thing that I would tell you, um, going back to the question, is the way Sean Payton adapts. Um, the Hall of Fame coaches know how to adapt. They know how to handle adversity. And that's why you see this team last year alone losing in the divisional round to Tampa Bay. I mean, there's always a chance when you have great coaching and great leadership. And so it's always a pleasure to cover uh, with such integrity and respect the coaches in this league like Sean Payton. Lots of great stories to follow this upcoming weekend against Green Bay as New Orleans will be taking them on in Jacksonville. Stacey, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for asking me. And I hope we do it again this season, Erin. Absolutely. This has been the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. You can find this podcast on our website at neworleansaints.com. And don't forget, there are still tickets available to that game. You guys can go and watch the game in person, see Stacy on the field, wave and say hi, cheer on the Saints. We'll be back with a lot more the rest of this week as Tom Rinaldi joins us on Friday's episode of the New Orleans Saints podcast. I'm Erin Summers. Thanks for joining us and talk to you soon.